Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, July 1st, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book and we are at page 85, paragraph 3, step 11 suggests. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Sarah W., 12 Traditions, Sharon H., readers of the text, Marie P., Marcella M., and Sylvia F. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, June 30th, 2014, is 6585. 6585. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sarah W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sarah W., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you. I will now ask Sharon H. to read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Melanie, and welcome to everyone out on the line. This is Sharon H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Colorado. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first, 
personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Two or four, I'm sorry, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. And ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. And eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other forms of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. I pass. Thank you. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 85, paragraph 3, step 11, suggest. And I will ask Marie P. to begin reading. Press star 1, Marie, please. Oh, sorry. Um, Thank you for being there, Melanie. This is Marie P., a compulsive recovered overeater. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable suggestions. In in the following paragraph, there are some very 
definite and valuable suggestions. And my experience has been being guided by my sponsors and reading what's written in these paragraphs. I've come to a system of where I do kind of a combination of prayer and meditation. I I use the third step prayer quite a bit. And I I I then I and I also meditate on things that are bothering me or things that maybe I need to change or work on. And the two work hand in hand, and God works wonder, wonderfully in in ways through me and for me because of this combination. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Marie. Would anyone like to co- comment on the paragraph that was just read? This is Bella. Can I share? Good morning, Bella. You better. Good morning to you. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella, and I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. If we have the proper attitude, if if it's a condition, we have to do something. And what we have to do to have the proper attitude? What is the proper attitude? Which attitude I have to have? Yes, thank God I have now the attitude that I am connected to God. I am connected to the power of love and acceptance. I am connected now to to the higher power, to a loving, supportive, higher power. And my attitude now is to to give over God's message and not my message. I am here as a messenger of God, and I have to do what God wants me to do and not to do my will. My attitude now that I have to respect and to do what God wants me to do and not what my ego is telling me. My attitude now is to go out for my selfishness and to go out for my self-centered and to to give over to to hear other people to listen to other people to help other people and why because i am not doing what my ego is telling me because i am doing what god wants me to do and i am a child of god and the same you you are also the child of god we are all the children of god this is my attitude now, and I am bringing God into my life 24-7. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bella. Who else Santa would like to comment on the service? Hi, good morning, Jose. Santa, may I share? Hi, Santa, and then I did hear Larry. Go ahead, Santa. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, my name is Santa from New Jersey, a newly recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I just want to focus on the first line um, of this paragraph, step 11, suggest prayer and meditation. From my experiences, um, prayer and meditation are vital for my recovery. I love my meditation time, um, prayer time. Each day 
I awaken between 1 a.m. and 2 a.m., and I retire every night between 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. And some people find this behavior to be insane. But for me, it works, and I love it. I hear my higher power the greatest when there is complete silence, when there are no cars on the road, no people talking, no movement, and most importantly, my stomach is empty. And with that, I pass. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Santa. Larry, you're next. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Melanie. I appreciate it. That's Larry, recovered compulsive overreader from Chicago. So, um, yeah, prayer, um, something that I certainly engage in. You know, I mean, in summarizing, I mean, steps 10, 11, and 12 are about the maintenance and growth of our spiritual condition, you know, once we've recovered from a, this uh, seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. You know, and I'm reminded that, you know, 1, 2, and 3 is where we prepare, 4 through 9, you know, we're we're recovering. And then where we are here with prayer, 10, 11, and 12 is where we live. You know, so steps 10, 11, and 12 keep me right with God, myself, and others, and you know, how am I going to keep what has been so preciously given to me, you know, by by my creator? And, you know, as as a compulsive overeater, you know, I, I was wired for self-destruction. And, and to use the metaphor, you know, like with, um, like this was so, because, you know, just like a computer that acquires a virus, you know, if you will. Um, I also came across faulty information at some point and uh, wasn't the way God created me. Um, but early in childhood, that rendered me dysfunctional, and, and my binging was, was but a symptom of, of that faulty condition. So, you know, through this practical program of action, which now living in, 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 in steps 10, 11, and 12, 11 is prayer, I got well, um, uh, you know, prior to that. And in this God-conscious state, you know, that I'm now in, I transitioned, God helped me to transition from a state of dis- disease, dis-ease, to ease doesn't mean an easy life that <laughs> nothing happens but you know this state of ease is where God allows me to function properly the way the way you know the way God created me and my mind and heart are now realigned with God and it, it's not until you know we are spiritually awakened that the crisis is averted when, when I was living in crisis which you know was day after day after day that's about all I could deal with you know is the crisis. You're, I was living in a daily crisis of addiction. I, I couldn't fit much more into my life uh, beyond that. And, and once I was no longer living in the crisis of addiction, I could now deal with, with life's problems more effectively. And step 11 tells us how to, first it tells us how to seek direction and guidance. It tells me I'm to use two things, prayer and meditation. You know, what, what, what am I to, you know, use those for? Uh, very specifically, to improve my conscious contact with the God of my understanding. And then it goes on to tell me to seek two things, and, and two, two things only, really, knowledge of God's will for, for us and the power to carry that out. So what I find is that the simpler my prayers, for me anyway, it seems the better. I find that when I get into specifics, uh, I, I tend to be seeking my will. So, you know, I might say, God, I, I pray for, for your guidance in all areas of my life. Help me to surrender my will, to align it with yours. You know, how can I, how can I serve you today, God? 
And what I found is that I can't, I, I can't say, you know, God, you run the show today. Thy will be done. But, but here's a few directives that I think you know, might be useful to you, God, in, uh, in, in figuring out my day. I mean, after all, God, you would certainly want me to be abstinent today, right? And by the way, surely you'd want me to get, you know, through these work meetings unscathed, stress-free, you know. Uh, you know, um, my God is, you know, my job really, you know, or my goal is to, is to stay out of God's way, keep my prayer simple in accordance with the suggestions in Step 11. And so with that, I'll pass. I'm very grateful. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Who else would like to comment on what was read? This is Janice. Marcella. Hi, good morning, Janice. Me, I'm Sarah. Okay, we're going to go with list here, it sounds like. So I heard Janice. Did I hear um, Marcella? Miriam. Yeah, and Miriam. And Paula. Tara. And, and Paula. And Tara. And Tara. Okay, let's go with that, please. Janice. Marcella. Miriam. Paula and Tara, and we'll come back to the rest. Go ahead, Janice. Good morning. Well, thank you. Good morning to you, and good morning, everyone. My name is Janice M., and I am a recovered, I was going to say grateful, recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Step 11 suggests, you know, Bill writes, um, if we know how, by this time, how he writes, he, he uses the word suggests, just like he used the word suggests you do the steps. Because if he said you must or do this, you know, before the you know alcoholics, we I don't like anybody telling me what I have to do. So he suggests, you know, that uh, prayer and meditation. Now in the prior paragraph, we have begun at this time. Now this is an action. This is still into action. We have begun to sense the flow of His Spirit, capitalized into us. So therefore. We must have been doing this all along, you know, doing, talking to God, listening to a higher power, whomever you understand. So now we're going to continue. We're going to seek. We're going to do some more. We're going to act. We're going to practice, 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 practice. That's what it says, sought through prayer and meditation to improve. Well, how do you improve something? It's by doing it, right? So we have to do this to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand him. And how do we pray? We pray only for his knowledge, the knowledge of his will, and three, for his power to carry that out. And, you know, we read about the, the attitude at this stage. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely have a new attitude. I'm being recovered. I don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, doom and gloom, another day. What am I going to do? What am I going to eat? Get the donuts or whatever it is, or, you know, pass the food and, and something else. Today I get up with a new attitude. I get up with the first thing on my mind is my higher power. You know, I go through some prayers that I do um, because if I don't keep practicing this, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. You don't practice something, you're going to lose it. And it's improved. It, 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 you know, God, my higher power reveals something to me new every day. And, um, you know, if you don't do that, you know, how would I run my life physically? Well, I eat every day. I brush my teeth every day. You know, I take a shower. Well, that's for my physical 
my physical. Now I have to improve my spiritual life. And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Janice. Marcella, you're next. Good morning. This is Marcella, the recovered supposed overeater. So, uh, the suggestion of prayer and meditation. Um, when I was in the schools, I thought that I was a very religious person because I would show up at the temple and I would, um, you know, recite some prayers from 7 to 8 in the morning. And um, in between, I would give very specific instructions to God as what he should do for me and for others. And I thought, I was convinced that I had a very strong connection with God. I was in the food and in other substances, but I thought that I had a very functional connection with God. And now, after my work, after the fourth, after the fifth, after humbly um, acknowledging that I'm not a, a flawless victim of horrific circumstances, that I have a role in every single uh, um, mystery in my life, and um, that I, especially after Don my amends, I'm telling you the honest truth. I don't know the difference between being alive and praying and meditating. I approach the meeting with the same reverence and the same sense of awe um, that I go to temple. It is the same thing. As far as I'm concerned, in my experience, meetings are prayer and meditation. Meeting is prayer and meditation. Meeting my life is prayer and meditation. That doesn't mean that I don't set aside a few moments of silence or that I don't join a religious body to pray with others. But my whole life, now that I'm in recovery and that I live in recovery, my whole life has turned into a beautiful, smooth, easy prayer and meditation. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Marcella. Miriam, you're next. Thank you, Melanie. This is Miriam, a compulsive leader, living in the solution one day at a time, calling from Israel. I love step 11 because I feel that, you know, right in the beginning when we come, you know, we come for the food and, uh, you know, we the first uh, step is admitting that we are powerless and that our life has become unmanageable. And then we we, we go through the, the steps in a, in a journey back to God, you know, like step two is just uh, the beginning of it, um, which we just have to be willing to believe, and then, and then we take a decision in step three, and then so on and so forth. We go through four to nine, where we take our inventory, we give it away, and then we make our, our amends, and, you know, we've been through step ten, which is a spot uh, checks uh, inventory that we do every moment, you know, when we have a problem with someone or something. And step 11 is to, like, uh, wrapping up everything, although we still have steps 12 to do, but it's like uh, really becoming into a place of more surrender and more trusting uh, and relying on, on God, uh, of taking my things to God before taking a decision. I love my uh, my meditation, my quiet time. I I do it in the morning when I wake up, and I you know now it's a miracle that I can sit with with his help for about half an hour, quiet you know with myself and with my higher power. 
I couldn't do it even for one minute the way I was, you know, that I wanted to be always in control of everything and I, I couldn't just do it, but I can feel now how he's doing it for me and how how many miracles I get out of it. I, it's just unbelievable, you know, the balance in my life and the quietness and the and, and the happiness and everything that he can only give, that it, you know, that is real. You know, things outside ourselves can help us, but the real thing really is inside ourselves and is uh, to get into a relationship, a close relationship with Harry Paul. I'm so grateful to be here with all of you and, and all your chairs, and with that I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Miriam. Paula D., you're next. This would be Paula, Compulsive Overeater Recovered. You know, it starts with, and here I am going to go here, the line before, but we must go further. And that means more action. See, I wouldn't have termed this as an action, but this is the biggest action that I can start with in the morning. And he uses the word, suggest prayer and meditation. And I'm going to move that on all through the day. Prayer and meditation they didn't use the word meditation in the 40s. Oh, it became huge in the 60s, but not in the 40s. She, in a book about alcoholics, prayer and meditation fits perfectly. And then he goes on, that's talking and listening to God. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. And then he says, better men than we are using it. Now look at what he says constantly, constantly. Why? Because it works. They found it works. If we have the proper attitude and work at it, and am I repeating every line? Every line is to be lived. It would be easy. And we see that Bill W. uses that word again. Doesn't he say that in 85? It's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Oh, I don't need to pray as much today. Oh, meditate, talking, listening to God. It would be easy to be vague about it. Oh, you and Kim, and it would be. Because that's the nature of who I am, indefinite, hazy, uncertain, uh uh-uh, about this matter. And look at what he says. Yet we believe they come together here. We can make some definite and valuable suggestions, and then we go on. And that is how I go on into my day. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Paula. Tara, you're next. Thank you. I think I was terrified in the beginning more about this step than any other. Um, And I was scared about every single one of them. But when it came to facing um, a power that I didn't understand, and this was quite a few years ago, though I still don't, um, understand God, but I really couldn't pray. I just, I thought, well, you know, maybe I could meditate. And so I just kind of blotted that word prayer out. And um, as the time went by in in recovery, I, I learned um, a little bit of willingness because it became important to have a little a little guidance because I didn't always have the uh, I didn't always have the right mental attitude for meditation. So actually, looking through the book at all the 
the uh, places my sponsor showed me where there were prayers in the book, it it helped. And um, just, you know, saying the third step prayer um, and the seventh step prayer in the beginning, uh, that would help. Then there were times when when the bedevilments would come back on me and I couldn't say a prayer and I would just, I would just be tortured by, by um, thoughts of food or, or resentments or difficulties of life in my day. And I didn't have that connection with God. I didn't know how to build it really. And I, I knew I, I knew I was deficient. I hadn't prayed since I was a little kid and I couldn't remember hardly any, any prayers. I could remember the now I lay me down to sleep prayer, you know, and, um, and the, and the grace prayer and maybe a morning prayer, um, which did help. But I just prayed for the willingness to pray. I prayed for the willingness that if there was a God, that God God would 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 help me out and show me what I needed to do to pray. And in his time, God actually has shown me step by step and brought people into my life Everything has been made easier. The way has been made smooth. So thank you for letting me share that pass. Thank, thank you, Tara. Marcella M., would you please lead us then into the next paragraph, page 86, paragraph 1? Sure. Um, page 86. Um, Marcella covers the portion of the when we retire at night, we constructively review our day, where we resent both selfish, dishonest, or afraid. Do we owe an apology? How we kept something to ourselves which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? Or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could tackle to the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection. For what, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making a review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. Um, my name is Marcella. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. This paragraph is so relevant to me because um, before I came to program, and as I was reading this book and being guided, um, through this work, I would just roll my eyes because the exercise of introspection and self-reflection was not new to me. I was raised in a very religious family. Um, you know, we, we fasted a young people. We did the whole thing. Um, we, uh, on top of everything, you know, I went to psychology school. Um, to me, it's like, what else can you know? I mean, what? I don't, don't tell me these things because I know them all. Little detail, I was still binging and praising, and I was fluctuating more than 100 pounds of these very small frames. So um, the line that really changed my attitude was that I really was stuck into worry, remorse, and morbid reflection. I could not get out of myself. I just could not. I was constantly therapy, constantly thinking of my body and myself and my trauma and, and, and my studies and my knowledge. 
and I could not think of honesty. So now these people like took me out and this is why it's working for me. What can I do for others? What can I do for others? Granted, we do for others here in this line. We try to help others to achieve recovery. But I can do something for others anytime, anywhere. I can just, even if I'm alone with nobody around me, I can switch my attention and save good vibes, you know, good waves of good energy or pray for somebody else, honestly. So um, in the first slide, it says when we retire at night, you know, you know, like the book says, just a humble suggestion, but then we're uh, confronted with you must, you must, you must. Well, this is a very specific direction. You know, um, do you know how many times I was given a lifestyle by a nutritionist or by a, um, by the gym or by the, um, by even by my psychologist? Well, this is a way of living. This is a very precise, the big book is going to tell us how to end our day, how to begin our day, what to do in between. And uh, it works. It really does. And with that, I'll rest. Thank you, Marcella. Who would like to comment on what was read? Sylvia. Hi, Sylvia. Good Hannah. morning. Hannah. Oh, Hannah. Okay, Sylvia, then Hannah. Thank you. Hi, this is Sylvia, Recovered Compulsive Over Eater in upstate New York. And um, this is step 10 and step 11 and step 12 um, were, were so important. Once I had gotten some relief, I didn't realize until I had you know good directions from my sponsor in reading the book that these were very precise directions for me. And so step 10, which we've just read, is an all-day inventory. And um, when I first started in the program and, and had worked with a recovery sponsor and was still trying to get some relief from my crazy thinking, um, food, yeah, but crazy thinking, I was doing uh, step 10s with recover, calling recovered people all day long um, because I, I just I couldn't think straight. And now for the first time I knew that. So then that was during the day. And then this was very specific. When we retire at night, we constructively, not destructively, we constructively review. So that means in humility and without ego. And it just gives us exact instructions. And so every night I wrote this out to my sponsor. Number one, do we, uh, were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? And, it, you know, yes or no. And do we owe an apology? Yes or no? Have we kept something to ourselves? We should be discussed with another person at once. And almost always, that's, uh, it had something to do with food or shame or fear. Um, were we kind and loving and all toward all? That, that started to give me an idea that maybe I wasn't kind and loving toward all because there were times lots of it where I was into ego, I was self, I was short nature, short tempered. And then it starts to ask me, what could we have done better? And, and how do I know what I could have done better is I go to God for that. And then this question, were we thinking of ourselves most of the time? I think it was the first year that I had to say, yes, I was thinking of myself most of the time. So I was really trying to do better, but if I was going to be honest, 
I was thinking of myself most of the time. And when I started to really get relief from myself, from my disease, and from my brain, uh, I could finally answer no. I was not thinking of myself most of the time. That was incredible relief. It took a lot of step 10s and step 11s and step 12s to get there. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sylvia. Hana, you're next. Good morning. Um, I'm Hana. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Um, thanks for everyone on the line and who makes this meeting possible. I am always greatly comforted by the first word of step 11, that thought. Um, because I used to feel like I was supposed to be finding something I wasn't finding. And I would hear people talk about how wonderful step 11 was and, and um, what they were finding. And I didn't feel like I was finding that and, and realizing it says thought, which means I'm responsible for seeking. Um, and then I heard in the spiritual life to seek is to find. And, and I thought, yeah, but, but I want to find it. And, and now I understand after years of practice that I'm a beginner. Um, and there's a great release in that, that I'm not supposed to already know how to do this. I... Um, you know, I, I the the amazing thing to me about being able to answer these questions is when I look at the last couple of weeks. A, a, a dear friend of mine died a couple of weeks ago, and I've been able to go through this time showing up for other friends, showing up for her family. Um, showing up with, in my relationship with the God of my understanding, um, in a conversation, you know, not drifting into morbid worry or reflection and anger and resentment, um, but being able to be grateful that because of the spiritual program I have, I could have this friend in my life. Um, and that's a whole, that shift in attitude of, um, I mean, it, it, that's the result of, of years of practice. And I, I want to say to anyone who's struggling with step 11, that the struggle is honorable and and valuable and a good thing. Thanks. That I passed. Thank you, Hannah. Who else would like to comment on what was read? Medium. Hi, Miriam. Go ahead. Thank you, Melanie. This is Miriam calling from Israel, a compulsive overeater, living in the solution one day at a time. Look, Miriam, we lost you. 
Michelle one? How about anyone else that would like to share while Miriam comes back? Penny C. Hi, Penny. Good morning to you. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody on the line. This is Penny C., recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Many, many years ago, I was told by an older, wiser, long-timer in OA that this paragraph is where I got my marching orders for the next day. So that I looked at this paragraph and I looked at each question and it told me where I could do better tomorrow, where I needed to make an apology. If I wasn't loving and kind to everybody, then this gave me the prescription of how to correct that. And I always had another day to do that. And so when I went to sleep at night, I I didn't have to keep thinking about my tomorrow. I already knew what I needed to do tomorrow. And it's just proven to be that way. Um, I know, like like a lot of people, I find that if I wait till I'm ready to put my head on the pillow, then most of the time I don't get to go through all of this. And so another compulsive overeater recovered told me, just a while ago, after all these years, she said, Penny, you know, I do it before, I make sure I, I do it by seven o'clock at night because like, like me, she does the same thing. She, she just, you know, finds that she doesn't complete it if she waits till she retires and puts her head on the pillow. And that has helped a lot. So, uh, it, it, it is really, it's a wonderful way to end the day knowing that I have the way to begin the next day and I can rest, you know, put my mind at ease. I don't have to keep thinking about it. I've got it. It's all, it's all there. And with the help of God, it's, it makes life so much more meaningful for me and for the, my fellows. So with that, I'll pass. And I, I appreciate the, the opportunity to speak. Thank you. Thank you, Penny. Miriam, do you want to press star one if you're back? To continue Hi, your Miriam, sharing. can I continue sharing? Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really sorry the telephone just <laughs> cut off. Yeah, um, I was saying that uh, here we are in a, in a suggestion for, for a night inventory, and it comes really step 10 and 11, uh, because it, you know, some people do it in a medit- meditative state, and you know they ask themselves about, you know, where have we been resentful or selfish or dishonest or afraid, and then all the different questions that are here that really make a lot of sense for our growth. Like, uh, you know, one day at a time, we're here in this program to grow and, and uh, into a relationship with, with the higher power. And, and to grow into a relationship with ourselves and, and, and having honesty and open-mindedness about our problems and taking responsibility over them. So uh, I usually do it in a meditation state and then I write it down, all the answers, and I send it to a body um, the best I can. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Miriam. Who else is higher? Hi, good morning. Hiya. Go ahead. Sorry, Melanie, that I jumped on, jumped on you there. I kept saying my name and nobody could hear me. 
I had to dial back in. Um, this is Chaya, very grateful, recovered, compulsive eater and bulimic from Denver, Colorado. You know, for a long, many, many years in this program, I got confused with this paragraph with step 10 and um, thought that, you know, at the end of the day, I would look at my day. And, um, you know, of course, we spent some time discussing step 10, and this is step 11. And so what I learned is that this is, this is something I do at the end of the day, that a lot of things were cleaned up already. Um, I already, you know, if I had, you know, if I had something, things crop up, I already took care of them. And, um, and ho- hopefully I took care of them. If I didn't, this is my opportunity. If something is still lingering, this is my opportunity. And like Penny said, this is where I get my marching orders. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, what do you do for step 11? I, I just follow the instructions in the book. And um, I love how this starts in the evening. Um, and it does tell me what to do before I go to bed and to be constructive. And um, I do this in a, in a, um, a form online that I created. I didn't create it, actually. Somebody created it for me. And um, I can just type in my answers to all those questions. And, um, and then I actually send it off to um, three women in my uh, sponsors, 10-step buddies, um, you know, sisters in, in recovery um, that are recovered as well. And, um, you know, it's just an amazing way to close my day and to see what, um, you know, where things might still be lingering. And also to, you know, what did I do well? It's asking me, did I, did I try to pack things into the stream of life? And um, it's just an incredible thing. The, the thing I love about this paragraph is I don't have, it's, it's all there for me. It's very, very clear. And for many years in this program, I did not follow the precise directions. And guess what? It's like, it's like I'm not the greatest baker or a recipe user because like I often change the recipes. I don't want to use that or ugh, I don't want to put honey in, you know, if I'm making it for my family. And guess what? It doesn't come out exactly the way the person who, you know, I'm trying to copy the recipe from. Um, and this is a recipe. This is a recipe. And if I want to get this exact recipe, if I want this cake, so to speak, to come out exactly like the one that um, came out for the first hundred, I want to follow every detail exactly. And guess what? Guess what? I've been following every detail uh, for the last couple of years, and uh, I, got, I, got the, I, got, I got the cake they got, and I am so grateful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Haya. Who else would like to comment on what was read? Uh, Amy W. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for your service, Melanie. This is Amy W., a recovered compulsive overeater from California. It's been touched on, but I just wanted to share um, on this line, when we retire at night, very simple, dependent clause, and one that I misread. Not It doesn't say when, when I want or... Um, when it's convenient or when I have a few minutes, it's when I retire at night. And what I found was that I was not doing it that way. I was playing catch-up the next morning and then doing double duty with upon awakening. And I realized a spiritual life isn't one where I'm playing catch-up. 
and I'm rushing to do more than what it's called upon to do. And I was starting to feel edgy and doing my step 10 work and the rest is step 11 upon awakening or when I feel agitated during the day um, and doing 12. But I was starting to feel, mm, you know, that anxiety. And um, I went back to the book, sure enough, when we retire at night. And I started doing it at night, even though what I want to do is a big timber and fall into bed. And I also thought, you know, that what belief is behind me just falling into bed and not doing this work? And the belief system is, I don't need it, or it's not important, or I can do that tomorrow. And I just, um, that's not true. I do need it for my spiritual recovery and to um, continue feeling happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Who else would like to comment on what was read? Press star one to share. So my name is Melanie. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And, oh, I heard somebody. Did somebody want to share? This is Sharon in Colorado. May I share? Yes, you can, Sharon. Please do. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Melanie. Um, you know what I love about this book is that uh, it, uh, kind of like what Penny said, it gives us our marching orders. All through this book we are told the next action step that we need to do. And so now when we arrive at step 11, it gives us um, these valuable and definite suggestions. And I love that because I'm always trying to make things so much more complicated than they need to be. And so, um, you know, when we retire at night, we just ask ourselves these few questions. And like myself, I go to bed really early uh, because I get up really early. <clears throat> so sometimes this doesn't happen until morning. However, um, I heard a suggestion just on the line that I'm going to try and do it, you know, maybe right after dinner rather than waiting until I retire because then, again, I too hit, hit the sack and um, my mind turns to mush. But just asking those four basic questions, was I resentful, uh, selfish, dishonest, or afraid, and do we owe an apology? Um, those are just four questions that I can uh, learn to ask myself. And then um, if there's something that I have kept to myself that I need to discuss, then I have that tool to do a, a turnaround. If there's uh, someone that uh, I see I need to uh, go through this a little bit more thoroughly with another person. And kind and loving toward all, um, that is such a challenge for me still today. Uh, especially with uh, certain um, close members of my family. So uh, that helps me see, you know, God, okay, keep working on me, God. Keep working on me, God. And what could we have done better? Well, these directions uh, in step 10, 11, and 12 is what we begin to live in each day. And we have seen God work in our lives through this whole process up 1 through 9. So we already have that um level of trust that I never had before. You know, I believed in God. I just didn't trust in God. That's why I thought I had to run the universe, you know. And so 
that's what I'm beginning to understand, and sometimes I don't understand it at all, but I have to trust anyway. And, um, and when I'm into that old way of thinking, yeah, it's all about me, preoccupied with me, all of that, and I'm able to see that more clearly. And, um, and then, uh, by God's grace, he frees up that um, racing thought mind of mine, and I can give it to him, and then I'm able to do better. I'm willing to learn today. I'm teachable. I had a sponsor early on tell me, you're finally teachable. And that was my problem. I wasn't willing to be um, teachable. I thought I knew everything. And so I just love the way this book makes these directions so clear-cut because I'm always running off to find another another way or another book or another, you know, um, to explain it better. But if I can just trust in this textbook and follow it like a textbook and do these very simple basic things that it says, um, I begin to see uh, God is doing in my mind what I was never able to do on my own. And that was to keep it from uh, just being totally preoccupied with myself most of the time. And then we ask God, you know, here it is, God, and um, please show me how to do better. And um, so I just love the way that these, um, and, you know, this book is true. It's full of suggestions. A sponsor told me but there's a lot of voluntary musts, and there is. And I love that they put voluntary in front of it because I never wanted anybody, you know, I would say, tell me what to do, tell me what to do, and then they'd tell me what to do, and I'd say, I don't want to do that. You know, so that was the addict mind of mine. And so, um, but I am, by God's grace, learning to accept these voluntary suggestions. And a lot of them are rooted in a voluntary must because that's what maintains my recovery so that I don't go back into self-destruction with food. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much. And that brings us to the end of our time today, at the close of the time. I'd like to ask Sylvia, please, to read from the big book on page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. This is Sylvia. Uh, Melanie, I, I stepped on you. Do you want me, were you calling on me to read this? I am. Thank you. Yes, please. Okay. Sylvia, recovered compulsive overeater in upstate New York. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pass.